Good morning. Good afternoon. Good. What day is it? <laughs> this is the Material Podcast, episode number four hundred thirty-three. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by your other host, Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. It does take a while, like when you have to do like that six-hour flight across the country and back. And you've disrupted like your entire work schedule and every creature comfort in okay. the house office that gets you through it. It's like it takes you a while to say, is it Thursday? No, it's Monday. Wait, is it the weekend? Okay. Oh, it's a holiday. Okay. Yeah. So this is perfect. I just thought about this, Andy. Now, Andy and I were racking our brains. What are we going to chat about this week? I know exactly what to tell you about, Andy, because you brought up my flight. Um, <laughs> so I did not pay for Internet on the way back. And it's because I was very smart. And before I left the hotel in New York, I had downloaded a bunch of episodes using the Max app. Sorry, I know HBO, everyone's upset, but I downloaded a bunch of garbage television because now TLC is on there. <laughs> so I have their whole library to my disposal. Because <laughs> that's what I need on the plane. I need like background noise. So I don't, isn't you know, it, is, remember isn't, on it, isn't it a shame that now are they, a f I'm sorry to sidetrack you, but. Are they like, of course, I'm old enough to remember when A&E was arts and entertainment. I'm well, old enough Discovery. to remember when, TL when, TL when, TLC, when TLC was the learning channel. And then like when they realized that no one wants to want, no one wants to learn anything. We have to make this all about like weird people doing stupid things that are very, very dangerous and ill-advised. It now, makes for great television. But no, no, but that's that's fine. But so did they officially say our the name of the name of our channel is no longer the learning channel it's tlc yes it doesn't stand for anything it just stands for tlc or yeah, did they come up they with just, some they just, the lifestyle co consequence no no, ter it's, no it's ter ter that's tonight it. terrible on TLC. lifestyle consequences that's what the name of the, that's what the name of the channel terrible should be oh that's a good one actually <laughs> that's a good one cuz it it would actually um it would actually work for the the cult-like families that they feature on there. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, I did that, which was great. But here, let me let me tell you, though, what happened, okay? Because on the way there, I left very, very early. I was on a flight at 6 a.m. I don't know why I did that to myself. Um, <laughs> and I said, you know what? Let me test. Let me bring some stuff, right? This is always a good time for me to test some stuff, right? I have all this stuff at my disposal. Um why is there always going to be a spider on the wall when I'm trying to podcast? Oh, friendly spider. You know what? He's moving fast. Ooh, you know what? You do he's your protecting thing. You, from you do your thing. Exactly. You do your thing. Um, I'm going to try really hard and ignore him. Oh, it's going to be really hard. Can I take care of the spider real quick? Why don't you take care of the spider real quick? Okay, I'm really sorry. Keep recording. That's okay. The, this is going to be the on the In the meantime, I'll, I'll I'll regale people with my story uh, about how like uh, the batteries in my Google Chromecast with Google TV went out, and so that's interesting to bring up for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, it was annoying on two factors. Annoying because uh, number one. I discovered that hey, it's I can't. So the uh, the the batteries are gone, but I don't want to get out of bed at this late hour and go replace them. But uh, oh, that's great! I'll I'll just use the 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 remote control feature like of my phone that's inside the Google TV app. And then I discovered because it's worked before. But then I realized that wow, this is really stupid. It can do ev everything to control Google TV with Chromecast remote, whatever it is, except for wake it from sleep. So the only way that I could get it to, because it it can't find the device until the device is actually woken up. So I'm like, so now do I really want to get out of bed 
across the room, unplug the Google Chromecast with Chrome with Chrome TV, plug it back in just so it will reboot. And like, am I really like that addicted to whatever it is? I'm going to watch at 1 a.m. Now, the second problem, which I'm not going to get into in depth, but it occurred to me that if I were a statistician or like an actuary or something, probably something, it would probably be something to do with marketing. One of the metrics I would try to assess in people to learn 80% of what I need to know about their personality is how long after you realize that the AA batteries inside a remote controller dead has to go by before you stop being angry and frustrated with the remote and you simply replace the batteries. I, I think that, and, and, and let's, let's also assume for this test that you actually have, you know, you have AAA batteries in the house. You know exactly where they are. Both of these things were true. So it's like, does it go like by eight minutes? Does, does it 10 minutes? Do you let it go a whole day? Do you not even get frustrated at all? Do you just simply click, 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 hmm, click, 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 hmm, click, click, hmm. Oh, I bet the batteries are dead. So you simply get up, cross the room, go to the drawer, get them and put them in. Or are you like, oh, God damn it. Like, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the batteries out, put them back in again. Maybe that'll work. God damn it. Like, just, 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 just. I, I think that that's, I think that that's a valuable analytic metric for people. That's fair. Um, now I'm the person who would go immediately get batteries where I know they are in the house and swap them out because there's no way you're going to have me using an app to control the TV. That's hmm. not that's not how I was raised. Um, <laughs> I do. I apologize for that because uh, I, I there's no way I could have done this podcast with the spider in the corner that there's no way I could have ignored it. Um, this is th a place to save love. We're not judging. <laughs> I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place here, but but I do want to share this anecdote, Andy, because um, and maybe this is something that that battery getters have in common with me. Maybe this is something that is indicative of my battery, my remote battery type. Right. Because that's, <laughs> that's our new that's our new benchmark here. Right. We're doing profiles. I have been called an Apple fanboy in the last week many times. And I have to say, it is very hard to be extremely excited about everything in the Google realm when the stuff that you brought from the Google realm dies halfway through a cross-country flight. <laughs> Okay, so I am speaking, of course, of the Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro 2. I believe I got that correct. Uh, this is a pair of earphones that I had sitting from last year's review pile. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I go ahead and finally try these out? So I got them all set up. I got a little case for them. I bring them with me on the plane to pair with the Pixel 7. It dies three hours into the flight. A and six I'm like, hour oh, flight. my gosh. Yeah. I need I need the ANC because like I'm just so bothered by the sounds of being in a plane. And so guess who comes to the rescue? AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> the AirPods Pro, the second gen that I had brought with me. And I ended up using those on the way back and they made it the whole flight up until the last 10 minutes when we were descending to land. And it it gets so frustrating because as I'm going to say now, um, I am, I'm 
taking a little break now that we're finished with the smartphone crunch. The iPhone has been reviewed. The Pixels have been reviewed. Flo is taking a much needed break. (laughs) And I'm thinking about like, well, what am I going to take with me? Right. Because this is always an opportunity. I'm definitely taking the iPhone 15 Pro Max with me and the Google Pixel 8 Pro to compare them to because they're basically like almost extremely similar camera systems now that, mm-hmm. you know, the reviews have lifted. Everybody's talking about it. Um, but my faith lies more in the iPhone as so I'm doing a road trip. So my faith lies more in the iPhone as the car companion because I know that it will not eat through the battery as quickly <laughs> as the Pixel would. Hmm. And to the point where, because I don't like driving, you know, I, I already have an older car, so I have a lot of wires everywhere, you know, I already have like a dash cam and everything. So I don't want to add another wire that's charging my phone, right, to make sure I have maps. And the iPhone, 15, like the, the battery on that on standby, compared to what I've been getting with this Pixel 8 Pro, I'm, I'm still struggling to get this 24-hour promise Ugh. from Google struggling to see that especially with how bad the battery is with the pixel 7 for me this past year so this is what's going through my mind right now what am i gonna bring that's not gonna die on me yeah that that's a that's a that's a real level of anxiety that i'm sure that everybody can 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 swing with i i mean this is this is another reason why like i will i will take it to i will take this fight to my grave that if if that if if a device can have like a headphone jack, it should have a headphone jack. And it's and it's because the number of times I've been bitten in the butt, not because beca- not because I can't find my wireless earbuds, but because like I don't I didn't know what the state of the charge was. I thought they were at least eighty eight percent charged, and it dies like twenty minutes into the three hour thing that I needed I needed them for. As like and the number time because the number time because you don't have you don't have the rescue of ah oh, oh well I I guess it's a little bit less convenient but I guess I'll just plug in my regular wire no 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 you're not gonna, you're not going to do that because uh, you don't have a headphone jack and you didn't happen you didn't happen to bring along uh, a like USB t- <laughs> you didn't happen to a, a an analog to digital converter and it's like and I'm and I'm I guess I could solve my own problem by saying I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to spend like twenty to thirty dollars times four to buy a pair buy pairs of cheap like USB C headphones, like earbuds. But it's like, but I have earbuds that are wired that I like, and I don't like them. But yeah, the there is, it's weird. I, I don't understand how our forefathers and foremothers dealt with like cross country plane trips when all they had was like the dealt with their thoughts. Yeah, and, and okay, I know. Okay, I realize there are these things called books. Okay, I've, I'm familiar with them. I've, I, I, I'm into uh, vintage well, reading, no, I so feel I have like vintage people book wrote devices. more too because they were, you know, they were having to keep conversation with themselves. I mean, I definitely wrote more when I didn't have all these distractions on me all the time, and I miss. I actually kind of miss being able to use plain time to just ideate and come up with stories. And I now I need a story to be told to me because I'm so tired. I just want to rest. Yeah. Well, pa- well, passive entertainment is nice too. Like some, especially for those of us it who is. like, we spend like all day, like writing stuff and creating stuff. I know. It's like, I, I would know. like to this. I mean, this, this is why I will never, ever, ever like, uh, dig and diss anybody for like liking reality tv because sometimes you i just want to watch something that has no meaning in my life whatsoever sometimes i just want to eat a bowl of pudding yeah. you know no nutritional yeah. value whatsoever but i enjoy it 
Precisely. Well, we've got a show today. We're going to let's kick it off a little early this time, Andy, because sure. we've got a lot of hardware to talk about. Indeed. Um, I was only able to review the phones, but there's a lot of hardware to talk about. So we will talk about it. Um, we can, I can talk about it all now. So I feel like let's do it. But then we're also going to talk about Google's new uh, renewed commitment to seven years of Android updates, feature drops. Excuse me. I should just say pixel updates, actually. Pixel feature drops. Yes. Pixel security updates. Um, I really am hoping that Andy and I could just have a little state of the ecosystem discussion when we get to this topic. <laughs> sure. Because I've been thinking a lot about it over the course of this review. So uh, let's take a quick water break. And when we're back. This episode of Material is brought to you by Electric. When you think of the phrase boss move, you might think of making a bold business decision or maybe giving a great presentation in front of a huge crowd. Well, the reality is sometimes being a boss in a small business means gathering up everything your new employee needs to get started while your own to-do list just keeps growing. The team over Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand, to help with time-consuming parts of your business, like standardized device security with best-in-class device management software, so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. And employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage, even for non-technical users. And if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, well, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Now, here's a personal experience block where it's asking me to do, talk about delegating and places where that might have come in handy in my own work life. Oh, my goodness, way too many <laughs> examples to, 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 to share. Um, you know, the universal problem is that we all have this fantasy that we're like Ron Swanson from, from Parks and Rec, we, we do everything by ourselves. You know, I was born in a log cabin that I built with my own two hands. And that's a wonderful like self-image to try to have, but that's not a really, that's not how to get your best work out there. Uh, the example I'll pull out is that, oh my goodness, I'm still trying to get my website relaunched. I won't you know give you the URL or anything because that's not relevant here, but uh I started off blogging way before WordPress, way before I think there was even a word for blogging, uh, so much so that I had to write my own code to turn a piece of text into a blog post and post it to a server onward and onward. And so then I, even when I got into WordPress, it still wasn't that easy because I had to manage a remote server. I had to manage the security on that server. I had to keep all the, the WordPress stuff and the, the all the code modules up to date uh, so that things would keep working and also to keep it from being attacked as it actually was with a, uh, with a, a code injection problem that took a long, long time to code up. Uh, and was such a big problem, I just pulled the plug on it while, I've, uh, while I worked on a fix. Relaunching the site, the most brilliant idea I had was the idea of all that stuff I just told you about is not stuff I'm good at. It's not stuff that I enjoy. And it's taking time away from my writing stuff, 
which arguably I'm good at, and posting it out of my brain and letting other brains see it. So that's why I'm paying people, I'm paying services to handle all this stuff for me. And yeah, that's why you, sometimes, at some points you have to let get your ego in check, realize what your goal is, what the best way of achieving that goal is. And oftentimes it is my involvement in this process is going to be to pay somebody else who knows more than I do and does this for a living. Okay, now back, back to the back to your prepared uh, your prepared ad content. For material listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo Three headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai/material. That's electric.ai/material. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo Three headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, the gates lifted and everybody today published their Pixel 8 reviews. I am also one of those people who published her Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro review. Now, Andy, I got to say something, you know, and and I really feel like you'll understand my stance here. I find it sort of annoying that Google's decided to do the the 8 and the 8 Pro alongside each other because the 8 very much feels like an iPhone 15 sort of situation, whereas the 8 Pro very much feels like the iPhone 15 Pro situation, not to mention they're also basically priced that way. It's And it's not just that, it's the two different sizes. It just makes it like you're either getting all or you're getting a sliver. Really? Well, you know what? That's, you know what? I retract that. That's not as true with the Pixel 8 this time around. (laughs) I actually do feel like the Pixel 8 is an improvement over the Pixel 7. I'm just talking about the regular non-pro one. They dialed it down a tenth of a size. So uh, I ended up, I actually filed it away because I had to clean my room a bit, but it is the perfect size phone. It could be just a little bit smaller. The Samsung Galaxy S23 is a 6.1-inch screen. And that one actually feels a little bit bigger just because it's a little thicker. Um, It's just really nice to see Google make a small phone. 120 hertz display. Over 4,000 milliamp battery. Around 4,300, somewhere around there. Uh, It's got the Actua display. Mm. Actua. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so, it's it's fun you know, it's fun when companies come up with a name for something that's just oh it's a better display oh no 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 it's the Provis display oh no no it's the <laughs> oh the Provis is a good one that's a good one you well, I know it's like super Retina right except right. now it's super Actua <laughs> and that's just referring to the fact that it's a very bright actual screen like it's the actual. <laughs> You know, I, I I get it, but that's that that is a really big deal for me because I'm a. This is the this is the. It's right after the uh, release of both the new iPhone and the new uh, new uh, mm-hmm. iPhone OS. So I'm rocking and bopping with iPhone like as my main device for everything except for things that require a phone number for the like for a couple of weeks. And the uh, and as usual, it's a subtle thing between these two kind of devices. But the big deal is like when I when when I was out on a sunny day yesterday, and as usual, oh that's that's cool. I think I'll take a picture of that. Like I was reflexively, t- I, I took out the I took out the iPhone, was about to take a picture. I reflexively wanted to swipe up to oh I got to turn the screen brightness all the way up to absolute Arctic maximum just so I can see the screen and the sun. Like oh wait no, it's it's actually not only adjusting perfectly but it's also perfectly readable as is. Like oh, 
that's nice. That is relevant to my interests. Yeah. I will say, though, um, just in terms of actually adjusting the screen brightness, I still prefer to do it manually. Hmm. I know that it's like very exciting that the Pixel 8 Pro can, I guess, go up to 2,600 nits in the outdoors. But FYI, I cannot force it to do that. Indoors, <laughs> I could only get it like a little over 600 nits. So, and also, by the way, it doesn't go as dark as like the Samsung AMOLEDs do. So reading at night is still kind of like reading a phone at night. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get you. You know, I want to at least like pretend I'm not reading a phone at night, (laughs) which Samsung kind of lets you do. So I guess kudos to them for that. Um, Now, I had a really hard time. We talked about this last week on the podcast. I had a really hard time getting excited about the Pixel 8 Pro. Right. And then I kind of ended up like backtracking a little bit. It is a very great device. It is a great, solid device. Once you flip this phone into the 50 megapixel full capture mode, you can take some of the most clearest zoomed in shots. I was really shocked at how sharp the images turned out to be at like 20x digital zoom from the Pixel 8 Pro. Nice. The fact that I could like kind of basically make out what was going on inside of the window of a neighbor's house, <laughs> which is creepy. I know it's like welcome to surveillance state. You never know when somebody's taking a picture of the window of your house. <laughs> Boy, get, you know, get, 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 knocking on the door and asking, asking, asking to sign a photo release for Gizmodo. That must have been real awkward. <laughs> Is it is it bad if I admit that nobody a mile away where the picture was taken knows that their house is featured <laughs> on gizmodo.com? Which like now I'm saying this publicly, but I I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like you can do this with your phone now. You can do it with the Galaxy S23 Ultra. You can do it with the iPhone. The iPhone also has that uh 5X optical zoom on the Pro Max, the 15 Pro Max. Yeah. Um, I will say the iPhone is it's getting there but it's clear that google's had a year on its algorithm Mm -hmm. on its zoom in algorithm this is all very non-technical terminology i'm using but i'm just one trying to explain that remember last year we had the 20x zoom super res zoom on the pixel 7 pro which is like oh cool great but it wasn't it wasn't really (laughs) like what we were hoping it would be this time it's a little more like, okay, I'm going to be able to take a picture when I go see Death Cab for Cutie this weekend <laughs> and actually have it like be sharp when I post it to Instagram, yeah. which is nice. That That's really, and, and that's, that's a good, the point of it. That's a good example too, because this is, it's kind of upending a lot of uh, the, let's just say the uh, super hyper level of restrictions and controls that events try to impose upon the people there because uh, like right. they, they, these, well, well, not, well, not only I'm, I'm talking about cameras where like, if you, uh, you're allowed to, they're, they're not going to try to confiscate or have like 10,000 phones put, be put in locked into bags and have people have to unlock them when they, when they get out, that's not going to happen. And also they're not good. Also social media is going to be, Hey, we want people to get, it's, it helps promote the show. If there are people, all kinds of people saying, Oh my God, 
god, I can almost see her armpit. Oh my god, she did the song. Is it? Oh my god, that's that. You know that sort of stuff. I'm not an 11 year old girl who's a fan of like certain like really singers. So that's I don't know. I'm just conjecturizing. But and and but if you, but if you try to come in with like anything that kind of looks like a real camera, I think like if they don't ban cameras outright, they ban any camera with like removable lenses because okay, well this person is a pro and we can't have people taking like pro level pictures like during this event because that's exclusive to blah 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 but now like your common flagship phone features are this has a super awesome like 40x zoom not only that but it also takes amazingly good pictures and very little light not only that but it's really really good at these tricky lighting situations where there's a spotlight on uh, on on a blonde white woman wearing nothing but glitter, <laughs> like whose dress is covered with glitter, and everything everything in the background is like dark, like colors and dark. They can even get a great picture out of that. So you have people who are who who are taking from their seats like these beautiful, like almost look look like official photos with whatever device they happen to have in their pockets, and that is wonderful. That is freaky deaky wonderful. I mean that if you're paying a thousand dollars, you should at least be able to Jesus, yeah. To do that. And you know, with Google Photos and everything Google's pushing, you know, Apple has its thing with like how the iPhone is this great shooter and now you can use it like tethered to a Mac. It can take all these high res shots. Essentially Google's offering the same thing. It's just a little less flashy and a little more like, well, you're gonna take a majority of the photos with these. So when you upload them to Google Photos, we'll be able to sell you more on the Google Photo Book <laughs> that costs $32 for 40 pages. Like those things are not cheap. Paper is very expensive, apparently. But they, they will they will get your parents, your in-law parents, like off your back about pictures of the kids for, for at least oh, I know, a few it's weeks. It's like the easiest, it's the <laughs> easiest thing. Um, and you know, and I love I love a physical photo album. True. I will say the iPhone though has gotten a lot better. But it's still like, I don't know, I, it, it, the photos it produced were just like, they had more luster to them than what like the Pixel was doing. I, I'm not really understanding what's happening in, with In a good Pixel. way or a bad way? Well, the Pixel would often prioritize detail over color temperature. And the iPhone often prioritized like the whole scene and and bringing it, you know, making it versus detail. <laughs> so you would have like this really harsh detail on the iPhone, you know, like if it was a, a dusk photo, yeah. the shadows would be really, really intense and dark, which kind of like makes it hard to do anything with them after. But the Pixel 8 Pro would be a little less on the shadows, but then it would result in a photo that needed to be edited. Yeah. Like it needed to be punched up before I posted the internet. I just didn't like it. It looked flat. Yeah. Right out of the gate, which is kind of what, yeah, like DSLR photos look like when you first take them before right. you run yeah. them through Lightroom. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's something I, I noticed too. My one big complaint, I don't have the, I don't have the Pixel 8 uh, yet, but like the one thing that I noticed with like the Pixel 6 and the P Pixel 7 is that like um, they're, when, when they do, uh, they're, image pipeline hates hates it's it doesn't want to give up when it comes to pulling detail out of shadows it it will go to heroic ends to make sure that there is some so detail true, yeah. in the shadows which is good because it means that you have detail that you can then 
pull something out of or excuse me a detail that you can then if you don't want if you want it darker you can always make it darker in post but that's probably not what most people who just want to push a button and then put something Instagram want to do. Um, but the problem is that like sometimes what attracts me to like what attracts me to a certain image that I'm seeing with my eyes is that, wow, those dark shadows are really, really it's, it's, it's late in the day. And so the, the golden hour and the sun is like throwing these beautiful shadows, like almost like horizontally across the thing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this beautiful, like high contrast scene. And then I take the picture and like mm-hmm. oh the, the, oh uh, uh remember I I, I almost uh, it, it's almost like the the bricks like we're gonna be like totally totally dark shadow so don't worry I lightened it up so you can see like the texture of the bricks back there I'm like thank you 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 put a lot of work into this I I want to, I want to honor and thank you for pre- and appreciate your work and your expertise yeah, but, but you didn't follow act- the assignment actually what I wanted was exactly uh, but the mm-hmm. but it's it's weird because the the iPhone uh, when it screws up it screws up on a more holistic basis. Like I, I was, I mean, I, I was on, I was taking my walk a couple of days ago and again, especially now that like the, the, the sun is setting like earlier and earlier, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot more walks like during like mm-hmm. that hour before sunset. And so again, beautiful scene, like the boom, beautiful, like backlight of uh, the plants while there's uh, the, the foreground of the lake and whatever, where blah, blah, blah. And whereas the pixel phone was taking something that was very, very much like what I saw, the the iPhone just totally screwed it up. It's like it was just like all flat and washed out for some reason. And I know that you can't. This is why you, if you're going to judge a phone camera, you have to take you know dozens, hundreds of pictures because every phone system is gonna have a situation where it doesn't do it well. And maybe even if I you know came back after you know it after the phone had like had a good beer with its friends and you know its self esteem was a little bit higher i don't know it had if it had a better lunch or whatever it might have taken a better scene but it's like yeah that was the it it just seems like the ups and the downs are different for both the downs are a lot worse for me with the iphones mm. or maybe well, i just maybe I'm just I... used to what the the pixel does so i don't know but here's the thing is like i literally had 6 days with the pixel yeah I need more time, which is why I'm really looking forward to taking these two phones with me, you know, taking a tripod because all I'm going to do is take selfies and TikToks of myself anyway. <laughs> and that's like, that's where the real testing happens, but it's very hard to do that organically when you're on a deadline, you know? And so I'm just trying to use my position to see what else can come of this testing period. Um, I would like to talk about and I know there's a lot of AI stuff that happened. We are going to get to that. But can we talk about the temperature sensor? Really quickly, oh, my please? God. Please do. What the hell is the point of the temperature sensor? Oh, like I, my goodness. Like, for my period, I'm not tracking. Like, I'm going to put this up against my head. <laughs> I'm going to put I this against my head. belly. Is my belly <laughs> yeah. hot? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. And, you know, the, the example they used was a baby bottle. And I said last week, like, there's no way in heck I would be using this for a baby bottle. So what I did do is I tested this with... My Mr. Coffee hot plate, okay, <laughs> which I've had for years. It's tattered. It's dangerous, <laughs> but it 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 reheats coffee, and I like hot coffee. Okay, you know that, that's that's okay because a lot of women they're attracted to dangerous men. You know, <laughs> so, you, you introduce to Mr. Coffee. coffee, and you're like, you know, you can sense that this man needs fixing, but maybe you're just the person. <laughs> Andy did good with that one. I'm, I'm sorry, I had to do it. That. I'm, I'm gonna sorry. let him Thank have you very that. much. <laughs> That was a good one. Uh, 
you made me chuckle uh, where I lost my train of thought. <laughs> temperature sensor point of it is. Yes, temperature yeah. sensor. Anyway, so I, I, took, I took the temperature of the hot plate. It said that it was 190 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, that's hot. I went to the kitchen. I got the the meat thermometer that that my husband uses, the, the laser one that uh, you, you know, you just shoot yep. at the meat. It says it's 40, it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than what the pixel had read on it. And the thing is, is the pixel popped up like when it said 190, it was like, oh, my God, really, really hot, which I appreciated. It's like, OK, don't touch it. But apparently it was off by 40 degrees. It was actually 230 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, it's not like a super scientific test, but I just thought that was, you know, interesting. At least at least it told me it was hot. It's not like it, it told me it was fine to touch. Like nobody got burned in the process of this. But I just thought it was interesting, you know, okay, well, I'm not gonna use this to check the bird at Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. I, I thought <laughs> please don't do that, by the way. Yeah, don't, don't not no, not 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 where Get salmonella the is. that goes into the meat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and and another thing, like if you haven't bought like a, if I have like a a probe thermometer that I use for mm-hmm. you know for for me, but it's it's digital, it's digital, it's not like one of those weird you know whatever. But sure. uh, it just occurred to me that ah, these things have gotten a lot better in like the fifteen years since I, I was think I was pondering this as I was replacing the battery because the you know the bat, God bless like simple devices with an LCD display that run off of one button cell for mm-hmm. so long you forget that mm-hmm. there's a button cell in there. And so I was, I was not only replacing the battery, but is all kinds of like the probe part. I clean the probe part, but I don't clean like the top of it. Like okay, let's get the old uh, f- Formula Four Hundred Nine and get some of hey this. Man, we've all been there. Get some of this nutrition off the top of there. That's uh, that's a lot of nutrition that's built up over there. We've all but, been there. But but it's reminded me that wow, I bought this like fifteen years ago, and there's probably a, not just uh, all. All I need to do is to is to tell me what the temperature of this thing is at the point of the probe and do it in a sprightly fashion. But it's like there are probably more accurate ones out there right now, and there might be a good time to actually do that. And so yeah, and I, I'm, I'm and I for sure I'm not going to cut a slice in the side of uh, of my Thanksgiving turkey big enough to slide like my. $1,200 Pixel 8 Pro into just so the thermometer can get a good reading of the core. I'm, I, I was with you. I'm like, I was, it was, what was disappointing about it last week was that, uh, excuse me, at, yeah, at the, at the event last week was that it just said, hey, and there's a thermometer, like as if, wow, That's thermometer, it. yay. Like, no, give it. It, explain like a feature that this kind of empowers. In the, in the blog post, they mentioned that uh, they've, oh, we, we filed with the FDA uh, not the FDA. Right. Uh, well, sorry, with the FDA to allow it to skin to read skin temperature and save that information like to Fitbit. And I'm like, this must have been what they thought they'd have ready in hand before the event, because as is, they have to do simple things like can. I mean, it would be. This also seems like something that you want. We'd want to have in the watch as opposed to like as as opposed to the phone. Again, I I just don't understand like why it. I'm sure it doesn't hurt anything. I'm, but I'm also sure it's it's a, such a Samsung feature, you know, where it's it a is. it's a it's a cool it's a cool thing to put in the in the in the feature chart. But then is you know that people are going to use it once or twice during the first couple of weeks, maybe once a couple of weeks later to show their friends, and then never ever ever use it again. Yep, you're right. You're right. It's going to be just like the Soli radar. 
in the Pixel 4. Yeah. So it, it's probably just going to be rolled up into a smart display in the future. And the smart display is going to read our temperature and tell us, boy, you look really hot. Maybe you should see if you have a fever. Yeah. See, but that's, that's an even bigger problem because like you, you've seen my, my Instagram uh, post i prefer to cook i i buy like the the whole like turkey breasts because you can get like really good like mm-hmm. meat i don't i don't buy like the full bird and so if, if you're going to actually use this the temperature sensor in a smart display you would need to shove it like into a, you need that the, the a, a whole bird that has a cavity in there to actually get the smart display <laughs> inside there <laughs> so now you have an even bigger problem on your hands those are expensive birds by the way if you if you get a bird that big that's a really expensive turkey even turkeys yeah, are not even, even cheap the, for being everywhere they're not cheap even the, even the, even turkey breast meat is like it's not I know. like uh, i've okay grant, granted i'm going from like <laughs> i'm going from like a long time ago like but it's like i'm used to okay well how, how much how much should a turkey cost like i don't know like maybe a couple bucks a pound or maybe, I don't know, four bucks, five bucks, six bucks a pound. And so I get my, like, usual, like, for me and maybe a guest, maybe two guests, like, two or three pounds of, like, turkey breast. I'm like, that's $28? Really? Actually, okay, actually, it's fresh. So it's, it's never been frozen. So maybe that's a, that's an effect, too. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not reaching into that bin full of frozen bowling balls <laughs> that, 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 most pe- that most people get their turkeys out of. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yes. Ay, ay, ay. But, yes, temperature um, sensor, yeah, not, not, not terribly interesting. Don't use it for turkey. It's it's not interesting. Um, even though, even though we can make fun of it, it gives us some fodder. Why not? Um, the AI models. Let's talk about let's talk about those. So I still need to play around with them a little bit more. The first time that I used the AI model, I used the Magic Editor, and I don't know what I did with the Magic Editor. That's one of the new features that they announced at the. Uh, event last week and basically uses generative AI so that when you go in and highlight something to get deleted, the magic editor will immediately figure out like what the background was and fill it in for you. It's basically magic eraser, but with a little more oomph because now you can do, you can like change the sky. So if you want to make the photo look like it was taken at dusk, you could do that. Although it's, Although I okay, I got let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Um did I download the photo? No, I didn't, because I was gonna try and send it to Andy, but let me describe it. So it's it was a picture of my daughter and her friend at the pumpkin patch. And now you know California. Now you know California has a lot of palm trees. They're not native here. <laughs> they were planted for ambiance, but because they're often like just randomly in the background whenever you take a picture anywhere in California especially in the suburbs um you see a palm tree and so i think the algorithm figured that we were at the beach or some sort of <laughs> tropical destination because the golden hour that it pushed through was like one off of like a hawaiian coastline like it was beautiful it was orange it had nothing to do with this farm that my child <laughs> You know, and it wasn't even a sunny day. Like it was an overcast day, but it was like pushing the sun really hard in this photo. And I'm like, this is <laughs> that's so funny. This, this is this is this is not like shareable. Nice try. Suddenly, everybody's wearing bikinis. <laughs> no, and yeah, they're wearing like big sweaters and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work just because there's a palm tree. I'm assuming that's why it went so hard on like the orange sunset. 
Uh, but it's it's interesting. I also accidentally, I actually forgot what it is that I did, but I hit some sort of button and then it creative it created a whole new image. And so it's this picture of all these like plushy keychains that I have on my wall. And I forgot what button I pressed, but I pressed this button in the Google Photos app under the Banjik editor. And then it turned them all into like flowers. <laughs> like it, it does, it did the weird AI thing where it like turns it into a completely different photo that has nothing to do with the original intention. And I was just like, what, what is this? Why? And it took a while too, because the pixel was processing it. It was doing all of that work. Uh, and then I was just, well, what's the point of this? <laughs> yeah. If it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't do specifically like what you it's, it's the problem is that it's like, it tries to be point and shoot where just just magic eraser as it originally was released lived up to its term because mm -hmm. it was like you because all it promised to do was to erase something and it wasn't it wasn't generating it wasn't doing ai generative fill of, of anything like that it was more like it will replace it with a pattern that it thinks will fit this thing so like uh and the, the, when the first like really really big okay Sit, sit back. You think you're good, Magic Eraser? I'm going to try to break you. I'm going to break the hell out of you with this. Where I took a picture of a storefront and like, okay, the 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 number plate in the middle of the door. Okay, that's super easy. You just filled it in with orange. And but I was doing things like, oh, well, here's a here's a bench that's in front of the window. What are you going to do with that? And I actually did an okay job of filling it with like a pattern of what looked what matched the distressed concrete behind it. Uh -huh, it wasn't a, yes. it wasn't necessarily what was it didn't decide that okay i'm going to extend the window behind it uh, to, to cover mm -hmm. it but it did okay whereas this feature would be things like if you're uh it's, it's it will try to figure out okay i'm going to have to generate a textured brick wall behind that not just simply try to copy and approximate and create a pattern that will fill it so that's that's a, that the sort of thing would have been a big upgrade but the idea of now the idea of trusting it with that one shot, I'm not going to give you any guidance whatsoever of telling you what that you should fill that with. Just figure it out on your own. Yeah, that that from what you're saying, that doesn't sound like that's 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 the sort of thing that if you have a bad first experience with it, you're not going to start to rely on it. Mm -hmm, that's very true. And I was just like, what is the point of this? Mm -hmm. Um, and and to be honest, like, I just don't feel. Okay, so the other let's actually let's talk about this real quick. So the other AI trick was best take. That was the one that got a lot of yeah. fanfare, and that was also the one that is, I guess, controversial because a lot of people think that like it's faking a photo. I have no idea. Okay, no, I do. I actually went in, I, I have this picture. So my kid went to a birthday party this last weekend. There was a trampoline there. So I took like multiple exposures of her on the trampoline, her and her friend on the trampoline with the Pixel 8 Pro. And then I went into the best take feature, which is in Google Photos. And it was like, okay, whose face do you want to replace? And so I selected my daughter's face and I selected her friend's face. And it literally, it just like swaps their head with, with, the head from another photo <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal it's yeah. literally like a bad photoshop job people have been doing this for a long time now it's just automated like yeah. we should have been having this conversation now you want to have this conversation about creepiness yeah 
People have been doing this with with children's photos, like replacing their faces and stuff like that for photographers, professional photographers do this. Like if you do a family portrait, of course. I I yeah, they'll kind of change the face so that you have the best like look, you know, for how much you're paying them. I don't think it's that big of a deal, y'all. Yeah, and, and also it takes a, a picture that is uh, God, so many times in your life you think, oh, this picture would have been the perfect one except for this one stupid thing. And so if so, the ability to save that picture is kind of a uh, kind of a big deal because maybe that's you that maybe that was the only chance to get a good picture of the entire family together ever. Uh, and I, I was going through. Uh, but it's hold on. It's not top shot. Top. Ugh, top shot. It's so top shot takes multiple takes and like files that information within the photo file. Best take re- relies on you taking multiple exposures. Right. So you need to have different different um, photos for it to choose from, like different photos of the same faces. And so if you don't have enough photos where the face can match the way that you if, the, if there's not another photo to match with the photo that you're trying to replace the face of, then it's not going to give you a lot of options. Does that make sense? It, yes, that is, it can't, yeah, obviously that if it's yeah. going to So it's just to, pulling from what you've already taken, but it's right. doing the work of like swapping the head and the neck out for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I had asked, I was like, is this like top shot? And they they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, yes, it is. And, but the, and then I started using it. I'm like, oh no, they're right, actually. Yeah. Which I should have just listened to Google, but sometimes I think I know better, and then I. Well, no. See again, you you have an actual journalism degree. You are you you are you're here to challenge the statements of those. Sometimes in power. I'm just like, eh, I'm not gonna listen to them, and then I'm like, oh, I should have listened to them, <laughs> and then they're like, you should have listened to me. Yeah. See, this is this is this is why being a cynical Gen Xer comes in handy because I'm like, okay, I'm writing things. Like, okay, I bet that's a lie. That sounds like a lie. oh, that sounds like a big old lie, and then like I do my own research. Oh, well, what do you know? They weren't lying. Okay. They weren't lying about that. Let's talk about the next one. Yeah, there, there's. I'm, uh, I'm. I was going. But I'm. This is relevant to me because um, I, I'm playing a lot more with the uh, generative AI tools that are in the new version of Photoshop because that is taking it. Obviously, it's Photoshop. Yes. It's not designed for yes. like, hey, just tap a button and it's it's like magic. It's more like for people who are using a, a professional tool thoughtfully, even if you're not a professional. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. a professional. But but it does things where you circle something, you basically circle something that you'd like it to generate a fill for, generate a replacement for, or whatever, and then you tell you there's a box that says what that basically you 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 tell it what you would want, what you would like it to do, and that's the I think that's going to be the difference between a feature like this working the way that someone expects it to, and what happens what from what you're describing, like there was a again exactly the situation where. Uh, uh, I went to the uh, Boston Lyric Opera a few weeks ago, saw their new production of Madame Butterfly. Mm-hmm. As usual, I'm taking pictures during the curtain calls. And as happens so often, like, oh, this is the perfect one where I get like all the primary cast members and they're all like smiling and looking up. They're lit perfectly and they're interacting with each other. But there's this one guy like like who's who's like standing up like in the in the audience and his like he's blocking like the legs of like this one performer like ah. And and the, the the correct answer is probably going to be okay. You know what? You don't need to hide the fact that you took this from the audience. That's a very real thing. But the idea that you can simply I can simply draw a loose rectangle, a loose you know lasso around that shadow, and simply say remove this shadow, and it's generating 
basically what we a good approximation of okay well i can see that he's blocking a woman performer who's behind that's in very very high dramatic lighting she seems to be wearing gray pants you can't see her pants from the knees down so i will generate pants and legs uh, and feet and i will generate stage floor underneath her and hysterically funny because it did everything perfectly except it put her in these like real like uh drag show like red pumps <laughs> even though she's dressed like a 1940s like oh my gosh <laughs> working working woman sort of <laughs> outfit but but then but then like you can but then you can circle like the shoes and say worn out brown leather work boots and maybe and maybe it'll give you like eight different that's, versions of it but two of them is... will be okay but that but that but that's the sort of thing I'm talking about where it's like to have that kind of power in the hands of of regular people will be I like I like the idea of well, a certain skill, a certain technique, it, a certain power. Right. But we'll also it'll also teach people that there's such a thing as basic media literacy. That I mean, you're absolutely right. There there are books from the 1890s. I keep I've been I mean, I've been pulling this fact out of my brain for many times over the past <laughs> few weeks after since ever since that announcement. That like there are books from the 1890s that say here's how to like remove wrinkles from a portrait. Here's how to make a waist like slimmer. Because this, you know, photo manipulating photos has been around almost as long as there have been photos. So wow. if, it, if if having if having these skills Humans right in your hands, well, <laughs> I'm okay. No, I'm I know, fa- I'm kidding, I, I'm kidding, know exactly. I'm we're, we're all we're all there. There are times where like I've taken a selfie and like, ooh, I'm not that. I, okay, I, I'm not. I feel I strongly feel that I'm not that ugly. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the camera. I'm gonna Jesus, blame the imaging James pipeline on that. Not even not even close. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Um let's we we do have to start wrapping this up, but I wanna talk very quickly. I just want to touch upon the upgrades to the face unlock. Now, um I didn't get super into this in my review, but I did read about it a little bit. And uh, it turns out that the face unlock mechanism that is on the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro can now is is class three, and that's specifically an Android thing. So it's specifically a grading system within the Android operating system. Class three is the highest tier of security that you can do, and that's what essentially unlocks. Uh, being able to use your face to get into like your bank account. Oh, like pass like banks passcodes, yeah. Correct. Um now previously only the iPhone was capable of doing this with their face ID, but the good news is now the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro have the capabilities thanks to that new face unlocking module. So it is true I got into my bank account yesterday with just my face on the Pixel 8 Pro. <laughs> Neat. It was neat. We'll see. We'll see if it's like faster because right now I can't tell. Like you're not going to be able to tell any of this in the first week. You are going to be able to tell the real validity of all this when you are freaking out. You are in a hurry. You need to unlock your phone and you're wearing a mask. Yeah. That's if you know if the face unlock works really well. Yeah, it's it's. T- I mean, we're at the, we're at the cusp of something where now more and more states are proving digital driver's license and digital IDs, and so the ability to store these this data really really securely, but also be able to access it really securely, is going to oh, be yeah, a super yeah. big deal. And pa- and passwords stink. I just I just had to uh, 
uh, reset and restore like a two-year-old iPhone because when whenever I have loaner hardware Yikes. stuff that doesn't doesn't stuff that doesn't belong to me I, I'm sorry it was last year's mall I still if I, mm-hmm. I've, it's reminded me that I have to like email somebody and say hi does this when does this loan period end because I think you had I had it for a year and now I don't anyway uh, but that's beside the point uh, but so whenever I have like a loaner phone that's not going to be key to like any personal information I use the same like I, I use the same password for most of them mm-hmm. uh, and if it's not the same password it's a variant on something. And unlocked it once and first. And I, I actually had to take two tries because, oh, I did like a, a little twist on that. Okay, that's fine. I guess I'll. But then I couldn't unlock it again because whatever twist I put on it, I forgot what it was. And of course, every time you screw it up, it gives you, no, tech pack in 20, 10 minutes, tech pack in two hours. Like, have a child, uh, leave a sealed letter in a locked box in your will that says that in April of 2073, your your your, your great grandchild can then try to un, to set in another password because you've just blown it ten times in a row. And we keep adding more and more time to it, and you're not you're not giving up. So here's how you do it. And I had and I had to like redock it and totally flash it. It's okay. It's not like there was any personal any like valuable information or anything like. Mm-hmm. But that but it reminds me of thank God that like I the, the like the pass the the passwords for getting to my bank account are really really important, but also so really important that I should never write it down anywhere. And so I'm glad that there is like this stuff is being replaced by passcodes because it means that not only do I have to have like a 48 character password that is as random as possible, but I also need to change it every every few months. And also I can't write it down anywhere for backup. And it's like it's terrifying to think that hi, yeah, um, you know, t- tell like the, the your mortgage company or your landlord that hi, um, I'm going to be five months late with the rent because I've been locked out of my bank account and I can't try another password until eight months after the rent is due. Is that okay for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know oh, yes yes i i tried password and i tried one two three four i i tried all of that stuff but yeah i have to be out in two weeks okay i understand <laughs> will, will you take a locked up iphone in trade <laughs> instead of my i mean <laughs> i mean an iphone could probably pay for just a fraction of a month's rent you know if it came down to at a barter uh san francisco <laughs> Excuse me, New York and uh, true. Boston everywhere. It's like that everywhere now. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about why the Pixel 8 sets the standard for all things Android. So, seven years, huh? Some people say when you break a mirror, you get seven years bad luck. But when you buy a Pixel, you get <laughs> seven years of software updates. Seven years of awesome. Sorry. I was trying to go I for mean, a more youthful sort of thing, and it absolutely didn't work. Okay. So there was a big deal last week, right? A lot of us were very focused on the Pixel hardware, but one of the more silent but interesting things that was announced last week was that Google was going to be supporting the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro for seven years. That means seven years of feature drops, seven years of software updates, and seven years of security updates. Also also seven also seven years of like uh putting spare parts into the into the uh, the repair channel oh, yeah, for that's iMore. Right. It's like that that's that was right. a, that's what impressed me because they didn't they didn't weasel out 
anywhere. I was I was expecting okay, seven years of software updates, great. So that means that like seven seven years of the most minimal thing possible. Like oh well, yes, we'll, we'll only you'll only get uh, through Android uh, sixteen, but we will the stuff that comes through the Play Store will support for seven years, or we'll have security updates through seven. Years. No, that was everything you could have everything that you, they could have weaselled out on. They said explicitly, no, we are. We are saying we will support this eight Pixel Eight phone for seven years. Like, all right then. All right then. Yeah, I. I mean, okay. So a lot of folks are like, "This is great. Like, this is exactly what Android needed. Like, we needed Google to just like finally just say this is what the status quo is going to be." No, that's not. I wasn't talking to you. Sorry, I accidentally. Okay, G'd <laughs> the Pixel. Um. <laughs> And, you know, if we really think about it, like on the iPhone side of things, they've been getting software updates for up to six, seven years on some of their devices. And, you know, I'm sure everybody knows someone who has a really old iPhone that's still hanging on for dear life. (laughs) You know, there are Android people like that, too. But but this who needs, is kind who of a needs different... cut, copy and paste. My my iPhone two is is exactly everything I need. Oh. I don't need to be upsold into into a fancy iPhone five. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, who cares if it's if the battery is ballooning out <laughs> and now it's the shape of a banana? If it hasn't exploded yet, it never will. By cracky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know people. I know people like that. I'm like, please, for God's sakes, do do not use that. Do not put a charger on that phone anymore. Are you just trying to trick me into spending money I don't need to? No, I'm trying to save your house, sir, <laughs> or your car, or wherever this thing does the explosion. <laughs> I just figured out what our members only episode is going to be. Excellent. <laughs> Tease. Okay. Uh so back back to the software updates. Y'all, this is good news if you're going to buy a Pixel 8 or an 8 Pro. This is not good news for me because I'm one of those annoying people who trades in phones every year because it's a privilege that I have, you know, part of the job, whatever. But I do think this is gonna be interesting for the Android platform to see how like there's already rumors that Samsung now is trying to live up to this promise of seven years since Samsung previously was the one that was having the longest software update policy in the Android world, which was five years. So now they're going to have to get up to seven years. I'm very curious how this is going to change the landscape for the Android ecosystem, if at all. Or if this is just something that Google is going to make available, is going to create the infrastructure for it, but is kind of hoping that, well, we're just going to offer this because this is something that Apple does. And this is like the easiest way that we can, you know, compete side by side. Yeah. It's it's always been one of the questions where I have, I've never had an answer for that. Like when people ask me that, hey, well, I'm thinking of switching from iPhone to Android. Like, what should I know about it? And I'll answer a whole bunch of questions, but the thing I have to sort of, I always have to bring up as a downside is the thing is like Apple will, Apple will keep, you keep an iPhone running up until the point that Jesus clearly and firmly calls it back to, calls it home, you know, it's, and, and, and could be, they don't make a specific promise, but they've established a really, a real track record uh, uh over over the past like 15 16 17 years that mm-hmm. you don't it, by the time apple obsoletes an iphone 
it really can't do anything. I can't do anything modern. Like there's it's no, so true. you know, and exactly. so, and yet, and yet with, the uh, with Android phones, particularly with the ones that like Google sells, like even, uh, even the Nexus phones, it's like, oh, so I get two years, I got, I got two years of updates and now it won't update past Android seven. Okay. I've, I feel taken care of as a customer. Thank I know. You. It was harder back then, but now that Google is like owning the chipset, it's got already right. three generations of tensors. So, and, and they've also you know, and they've I also imagine. added a lot of infrastructure to make it really easier to to, to update an OS uh, and push it out without having to basically turn it into an entire engineering project in and of itself. So this is probably uh, like the, the 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 residue of like five or six years worth of engineering and smart choices. But it would be nice if that applied to Android in general instead of just the one where, hey, we own everything, we run everything, we can control everything. Why wouldn't we, like, make this available to our users? But, okay, it's nice. I think that's kind of why, though, this is going to help set a new standard because, like, you know, I complain a little bit because it does feel like we're going back to fragmentation a little bit with all these different UIs. And I'm kind of working right now in my mind something that I'll definitely be thinking about while I'm driving is just how the Android platform has changed so much. It's not about, it's not about the tinkering. It's not about the code, you know, that stuff used to be really exciting, but that's not really what's on the marquee anymore. It's all about the AI first, the things, you know, and maybe this is the direction that Google needs to go in order to evolve the way that it needs to, to keep living. And it's time that, I stopped gritting my teeth and accept it, even though I've kind of been grieving the loss of (laughs) this brand that once was. But if this means that Samsung, which is already a great hardware maker, is, you know, going to do the same for like its brand. And then let's say like OnePlus and the Oppo partners, you know, as they are coming into the US, like it's just good for everybody. And with the whole like the right to repair today, there was like a, a big piece of news, which I, I didn't read the whole thing on it, but I skimmed the headlines. This uh, California just right. yeah. put a new right to repair bill. So like, there's a lot of really good things happening for consumer tech that, you know, I know the reason this is controversial is because people feel like Google's not going to live up to it, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Absolutely. I was, I was so surprised by this because like, I, again, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a journalism degree, but I've been working. I was work. I've been working as a journalist, even if, if it's a lowercase J journalist for, you know, for, for nearly my entire life. And so I can't hear a, a claim like that without thinking, okay, how are they going to, how can they weasel out of this? How does this not mean, how are they trying to lead us into thinking it means a lot more than it actually means? And like, no, they, again, every single way you can interpret seven years of updates, They've they've said it explicitly. This is what we're going to promise you if you buy this thing. Mm-hmm. So now it's not even a voluntary thing anymore. Now the 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 FTC is uh, in, at least in the United States of America say okay if you don't support this phone for seven years if there is if the, if Android uh, if Android twenty one uh, or excuse me uh, uh, wow that's a, that's assuming that 
sorry, I was about, I was about to make an assumption that they were going to, they're going to stick to making a new version of Android like every mm-hmm. single year, but let whatever version of Android exists in 2030 or 2029, depending on when the, when the clock starts, if that version does not run on a seven year old, <laughs> seven year old pixel eight, I can't imagine what a seven year old pixel eight will look like, but if it doesn't run on that, the FTC will say, hi, you made a promise. And then you rescinded on that promise prepare for a massive spanking and or prepare for 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 a class action suit but no they stuck their neck out for this i don't know why and i i okay i know why people are being cynical about this because there's again every single time we we on this show have talked about like well we started recording at uh, at 10:01 p.m. on a Wednesday. Uh, we were about to wrap the show, but uh, the thing that we talked about that Google announced on what 1 p.m. today has been canceled as of 18 minutes ago. Okay, well, <laughs> didn't have time to download this new messaging app. Oh well, I guess I guess Google had their reasons. So I so I understand why people are like, oh no, they're just gonna. You can't trust Google to stick to anything. But okay, I'm, I I don't know how they'll weasel out of this. Yeah, they're not going to, especially if Samsung follows suit. Uh, And also, what I also thought was interesting is the blog announcement basically said that Pixel feature drops are not going to happen monthly. And people are like, so what does this mean that we're not doing a monthly? And Google said, no, we're going to deploy them as soon as they've completed the necessary tests. I just think that Google is tired of like nine to five Google and Android police being like, where's the pixel feature drop? It's late. And then making like a headline about it. I think they're just like, I feel like that would add a lot of stress to me as a developer to know that there's like people out there who are watching me to see, you know, like if my manager is okay with this deploying late, why are you on my case making a headline about it? You know, especially because it's a totally artificial deadline. It's like, why, why, if Android 14 has to ship by a certain date because Android 14, we're at 14. Thank you. I, I keep thinking of the, I keep thinking of like upside down cake instead of the numbers. And I always question, Ooh, am I, I, I know it's 14, but am I about to say something that's incorrect? Anyway, it's like Android 14 has to ship on X date because that's when the new pixel phones running Android 14 are going to ship. So there's no way that's a debt. That's a hard deadline. There's a good deadline. We need to have you. There's no excuses for that. However, if it's like, hi, we decided to add this new, uh, uh, this new game feature or whatever it's like and it's not quite ready yet like okay so why so we're going to do something are we going to make it not as good as we want it to be are we going to make it like not as reliable as it want to be yes why well because it's the pixel drop day like what is the pixel drop day oh well, that's a day of the month that we totally made up <laughs> like Okay then, let's let's gather around and see <laughs> what, well, where, where where the where the problem is in our scheduling here. If we just if we were to hypothetically and she picks up the dry eraser, right. remove erase this deadline, would we then be able to release it in three weeks? Yes. Okay. Problem solved. Let's all have bananas. bananas well, bananas and Sundays. that's the thing is every blog post would always be like coming soon, rolling yeah. out soon, rolling out in the coming weeks, and then. There'd be another blog post being like, this is finally live. So this, I think, was just some housekeeping on Google's end. Yeah. Just, you know, good for them. Um, oh, my gosh. We still 
We still okay. Here's here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an editorial decision right here, live on the air, and I'm gonna say we are not going to go in depth about the Pixel Watch Two, because although the reviews went out today, I do encourage you all to go into our show notes and read my friend Victoria Song's review, which is over at The Verge. Yay. Yes, I know I'm telling you to go to another website, but I love V. I love her coverage. She's, she's quite awesome. She's yeah. and she's taught me everything that I know about wearables, which. I don't know as much as her, so that's saying something. Um, that's saying that she's the one that should be trying. Anyway, anyway, go read her coverage. <laughs> now, I have the Pixel Watch 2 with me right here. Um, I'm going to, again, take it with me because I haven't had any time to set it up. I haven't had any time to use it. I haven't exercised in like three weeks, by the way because of how busy everything has been. So I'm looking forward to being able to finally use it. But some of the promises on Google's end are that there's a 24-hour battery life. I don't know about that. It's, yeah, I mean, it's... Not even the Apple Watch. Not even the Apple Watch, just 24 hours, okay? So, and I'm not saying that Apple's setting the standard here, but like, but I'm also saying if Apple's not doing it, Google's probably not doing it. And Samsung isn't doing it. Well, I mean, we'll we'll find out. I, I was reading a whole bunch of reviews. Uh, I, I like the Verge uh, the most because, you know, the, the one of the names I super super trust, uh, Victoria Song, yes. wrote it, mm-hmm. and she's she's just absolutely like always like right on point. Um, but most of the reviews seem to the the thing that people seem to be praising the most is that actually most of the reviews came down to here's everything that disappointed me about the first pixel watch and here is how they seem to have corrected most of it it's not it's not so much that they moved the they moved things forward so much as they it's moved true. it back to the to where the starting line should have been and one it's of the things that they're it's true i know it's sad because it's true and and one, one of the things that they're all like uh praising it for is that okay now it, whereas i have found that even with the uh, even with the f- uh, updates after the release, the Pixel One Watch was you had to, it was finicky with battery. You had to be you had to manage the battery in order to get a full day out of it. They were saying that even like on a normal day, I can get a full day's use out of it. That's I, good. I, I, I don't I don't That's think they were, I, I don't think they were saying they were counting twenty four hours specifically, but but they but they put it on the same level as as like the uh, uh, like the Apple Watch SE meaning that if you don't get it to a charger during the day you don't have to worry about it if you exactly. didn't get, if, if you forgot to if you didn't have time to charge it the next morning it's not going to last the whole day the next day but at least it'll get you until it'll last you until you get to work maybe and you can and pop then it you on can charger. charge it there so, yeah so yeah. yeah and so yeah overall and th- that's what that's the read I got out of all these all these reviews that mostly like whereas the uh, when Apple updates the Apple Watch <laughs> they're they're like and now and now it'll act if you if it if there's if you get into emergency it will actually leave your wrist deploy a hover of hover skirt and actually travel to the latest the, the closest source of emergency emergency response teams and lead them physically by flying through the air to your and whereas the reviews of pixel watch 2 are saying we think that it's kind and this isn't a quote but it's like all the things we like about the apple watch se like the 250 fifty dollar one apply to now the to the $350 pixel watch nice well not not sarcastically not nice okay good 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 yeah listen i'll i'll use it i'll let you know if yeah. you know it's it's on par uh, yeah it's we shall see it's gonna be it's it's always so hard for me to not use my samsung watch because i like to just use what i'm using but we shall see how the pixel watch 2 fits in um we should also 
mention very quickly before we wrap up here that the Google Assistant is supposed to get some real Bard infusion. Yeah. Now, right now it's an early experiment, so it's only listed uh, limited. Excuse me. Right now it's an early experiment, so it's limited to only trusted testers. But eventually that's what they're going to put into a general lease. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, this is probably going to work with like your mail and your docs the way that Google works right now on the web. So, yeah, it, it would be cool that one of the common complaints about smart assistants everywhere is that they're great for telling you the weather. They're great for turning lights on and off. They're great for setting kitchen timers and not a whole things. Yeah, well, and, and people don't use them for uh, – the complaint is that people don't want to use them for much more than that. But it would be great if I can actually have uh, – wake up and say, summarize my mail. How did uh, I summarize- sleep last night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, things like that. Or like what's ha- – have have more general questions than uh, Google search this, this thing that I am uh, – this question I'm asking you and – repeat the results back to me in one of the 12 voices that I've selected in the app. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd, it'd be nice to say, I've got these three ingredients. I've got, uh, I've, how do I make chocolate chip cookies with white chocolate and lemon t- and, and, and lemon flavoring? And it will find like, cause I know that, okay, I know that I saw a recipe somewhere that does that. And, and it's, it, but the, the example that they gave, we should, we should wrap up, but the, this is another they, – they need to have a writer who works just on these presentations that comes up with much, much better examples of how to use things because we already went through how, hey, we've got a temperature sensor. We'll write a user for a baby bottle temperature readings maybe. Uh, so the the demo, it, it's not at the level yet where they can show even what looks like a real like even faked up demo, but they're like, Hey, look, I've just, just, so if you've just taken a, this is from the blog, from the blog posts, it's like, Hey, you've just taken a picture of your doggy and now you're want to, you're about to post it to social media, but you need the perfect caption for it. So, and okay, maybe, Hey, my, my doggy Earl sure looks happy today or no, you can't think of that. Okay. Ask Google Bard to, to come up with a caption for the, and analyze the photo and come up with a social media caption captions. Like, you know what? I, I I would like to think that I'm going to use generative AI to get out of work. <laughs> okay, that's like I've got 500 I've had 500 emails come in since like since this morning and when I went out to 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 the theater or whatever, just summarize what's important and oh, for yeah, and for Bard to figure out that it knows what important things are and I it can summarize things correctly, right? It's not it's I don't need it to come up with wow. Doggy, cute little doggy. Who's a little woozy woozy doggy? Woozy 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 woo. Okay, I actually would need help spelling out woozy 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 That is typically what I say to if you, if you if you if you introduce me to your dog, that's probably I will kneel down and like pet it and say woozy 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 They seem they seem to understand and appreciate it. I don't know. I don't understand it myself, but I, whatever I'm saying in dog language, it seems to say why fat. You know what? You're the first. This is a brand new collar. You're the first person to call attention to it. I think it's the damn nicest collar I've had on in quite some time. Well, please allow me to lick your face. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm doing that anyway. Okay. I have a kid that does that. I do not need a dog to do that, too. Thank you very much. Um, Although I appreciate a dog to do it over a kid. Everyone, 
I'm tired. So I'm going to start <laughs> saying goodbye now. I'm going to say thank you to everybody for listening this week. Um, I want to say that if you are interested in us and the bonus episodes that we produce every week for our members, then I would guide you over to relay.fm slash membership where you can find out more about how to become a supporter of the Relay FM network and thus a supporter of the material podcast and thus an unlocker of those members only. <laughs> episodes. I promise you they're worth it. They're so unhinged. It's usually me <laughs> and Andy being super like, like, you know, when you're having a sleepover with your friends and everybody is like refusing to sleep. So you just keep talking and giggling like fools. <laughs> That's what the members only episode is. Nice. Um, so something to look forward to. Uh, Andy, what are you up to this week? Uh, as usual, I'm, I'm, Probably not going to be on Twitter much longer because I'm getting it's more and more annoyed bad. with it. Still, pretty still bad. on Instagram and Blue Sky and other places. Go to a not look for a not go and it'll, you'll find me there. I'm also still on Boston Public Radio at wgbhnews.org uh, or the WGBH News channel on YouTube. If you search for my name on WGBH News, it'll give. They usually break up my tech news segments uh, and they're into their own things. But listen to the whole show because their their shows are pretty cool. Yeah, I encounter them on TikTok often. <laughs> and they are good. They have a good TikTok. Um, thank you, Andy, for putting our show notes together today. Thank you to Jim, our editor, for editing us. As for me, I'd like you all to know that this week I finally appeared on the Android Faithful podcast. The Android Faithful podcast is the reincarnation of All About Android. Yay! So if anybody is interested in that, I would go to your pocket your pocket casts. I was going to say your <laughs> podcatcher, but also go to pocket casts and search for Android Faithful to find the episode from this week. We talked all about the pixels. What else are you going to talk about right now? <laughs> yes. Besides sleep. I'm definitely going to go to sleep. I thought I was going to maybe stay up and do like a little self-care. But Andy... <laughs> I'm with you every for uh, for some reason for the, every night for the past two weeks it's been like the two a.m. What would I what would I enjoy more right now? Because like I'm putting down my work, I'm putting down whatever like at midnight, one a.m. or whatever. Like what would I enjoy right now? Getting into bed, turning off all the lights, and going to sleep, or doing ninety minutes of anything that involves being awake but not doing any work mm -hmm. or anything mm -hmm. that requires responsibilities whatsoever, and mm -hmm. It's usually a coin toss every night. It's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't, I'm tired. I shouldn't stay up another two hours, but I should, I'm going to enjoy just watching Futurama for an hour for and you. then, and then like willfully browsing Reddit. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, so whatever, whatever care you need, I hope you administer it to yourself in, in spades tonight. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Well, next week, I won't be here. It's going to be a special Andy solo show. So <laughs> let's say that seven times fast. Um, so it was great being here with you all this week. And when I get back, I'll have more pixel stuff to say. So Yay. stay tuned for that. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us this week. I hope you have a safe, happy, healthy next seven days. We will see you then. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>